Welcome to the Melanin Talk podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, be sure to send us a message, um, an email. You can visit our website, melanintot.com, or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash melanintot. Well, let's dive in to what we have today. Today on Melanin Tot, we're going to talk about what a homeschool day looks like for us. Before I tell you what our homeschool days look like now, let me tell you what they looked like two years ago. Two years ago, SJ was starting kindergarten and I had so many ideas about what I needed to do in order to be successful as a homeschool parent. So I created a schedule and this schedule was pretty rigid. We stuck by it. At 9 a.m., we started with a review of the previous day's work. We talked about um, the weather for the day and the dates and all the things that kindergartners talk about all over the United States. That's what we did every single morning. Then it was time to bust out the workbooks. My SJ would work on math. And then she had a workbook for reading and phonics. And she had coloring pages and tracing pages because the only way she was going to learn how to spell her name and to write her name properly was to sit still and trace her name over and over and over again. We survived this first year and I say survived and I mean it. We did not thrive. We made it. And I realized I was doing school at home. This may work for some people, but for us, we were miserable. SJ was crying anytime she had to do assignments. I was frustrated because I didn't understand why she wasn't understanding what I felt like she should be understanding and doing it the way that I felt like she should be doing it. It was a really, really rough year. That next year for first grade and now it's completely different. Now our days are more free flowing. We have our subjects and our activities that we're going to cover for the day and then we allow for room for things to change. So this is what our homeschool days are looking like right about now. In the mornings, I get up, I make breakfast. My kids have a hot breakfast almost every single day. So I make breakfast. And while I'm making breakfast, we talk about science. They have a children's encyclopedia that they love. They have tons of questions about the body and anatomy. And at this age, the standards for science are so easy that the kids pretty much have free reign over what they want to talk about as long as I can tie it back into science. So that's what we do for the first part of our day. Once breakfast is done, SJ will either pull out her workbooks or she may have some work on a computer curriculum that I purchased. She'll do um, either one of those, and KJ will do an activity. 
SJ actually likes workbooks. She likes to be able to see um, her progress. She likes to be able to look forward and count how many pages she has left. Um, she likes to see change. She really is a little bit of a perfectionist and she is a go-getter. So she really enjoys workbooks. KJ, not so much. He's five. He's rambunctious. He has a lot of energy. He wants to learn through play, through getting up and running around. And if you check out our blog, you'll see that we do things like giant calendars and number line using our tile floors. And we talk about shapes using blocks and race cars and we have scavenger hunts and we use all kinds of cool vocabulary um, to describe things around our house. And his reading comprehension is off the charts. And it's really amazing and really cool because they learn completely different. And so as a parent, I have been challenged to really set them up in an environment that works best for them. So after they do their math and their reading, they'll do some history work and some science. History for us, um, like I said, the kids are young. So right now they're six, almost seven, um, five, and two. So they're still pretty young. For history, we do biographies. We talk about um, different people and the contributions that they've made to the world. And it's really, really kind of amazing. If you don't know who Bessie Coleman is, my daughter thinks that you are living under a rock. It's her favorite um, person in history. And it's really cool to see my kids connect with people that have come before us. And to connect with people that um, are diverse and from all over the world and to see people that look like them and to see people that look like, you know, their aunts and uncles and their family and their friends and to see this beauty, this camaraderie that um, is in our family and kind of compare it to people from all over the world. So that's what we do for history. And then science always involves some sort of experiment. My kids love to get messy. They like to make things. They like to discover things. Um, and so science is a lot of fun. We use um, some different science books. It's usually um, books like 101 Science Experiments, um, we also use a lot of National Geographic's material from their website. Um, PBS has some great documentaries. And Animal Planet is always a great resource because, again, they're little kids. So the biggest thing we're doing right now is talking about science and them getting the understanding that it touches er every area of our lives. So... I know not everybody's a fan of Common Core, but we actually use Common Core. I look at the state standards for um, my daughter's age, and I look at the state standards for kindergarten for KJ. So as we go through the, the state standards, it gives me an idea of the things that they um, are expected to know and learn 
by the end of the year. It's completely up to you as a parent how much stock you want to put in this information. But I like to see progress. SJ totally gets that from me. You know, seeing progress, liking to be able to go back and compare and see if if you've met up to the standard or to the metric. So I like the Common Core standards. I like to look at where um, the things that teachers are supposed to be teaching students in the classroom, according to the state, and then measuring that against what we're teaching um, here at home. I uh, allow my kids to participate in standardized testing. And for me, it gives me an idea of um, whether or not I've been effective as um, a teacher. Now, I'm really blessed to have a great community of teachers and specialists who can tell me and encourage me um, in my journey as a homeschool parent. My love language is words of affirmation. So I need that encouragement. I need that, hey, you're doing a really good job. Or, hey, you know, I came across, I was reading your blog and I saw what you did here and I think that that's really good. And I also need those moments where it's like, you need to calm down. Maybe you need to pull back. I was getting frustrated with um, my son, KJ, for not doing. Um, a worksheet. He had to write his name one time, his full name. I mean, granted, it's pretty long, but he had to write it one time. And so I was really frustrated because we are warring over him um, writing his name. And eventually he did, but it was just, it was just very frustrating. And I didn't try to do anything really cool or engaging or neat like I know to do especially for him, I just gave him a a lined piece of paper and told him to write his name, Um, which isn't really setting him up to succeed because I know my child. And my friend, who is a kindergarten teacher, had to remind me, he's five years old and you want him to sit down and write his name, like, for no reason? You don't have to do that. Allow him to do it another way. And she was 100% right. I have the flexibility. I have the ability to be able to teach my kids the way they learn. They don't have to conform to um, the world in terms of education. I mean, one day they may have to. For example, SJ goes to art camp and to science camp. So there are times where she's required to sit down and be still and listen and pay attention. But right now, at five years old... KJ's not doing that, and he doesn't have to. There's nothing in his life that requires that at the moment. And so I need to be sensitive to that and teach him the way that he learns. So our days are very flexible, um, very fluid. I try to be sensitive to how my kids are feeling. We usually start school at 9, and we are done by noon. Um, And here's why. When kids are in a traditional school, they're at school um, for six to 10 hours, depending on what type of after school activities or extracurricular activities are added onto the school day. But normal school days run about six, six and a half hours. Out of that time, kids are only getting three 
to four and a half hours of focused education, focused time on task, where they're actually doing work, where they're actually engaging and learning. Because you have recess, you have lunch, you have all the time it takes for the teacher to redirect the students, you have bathroom breaks, you have the time it takes for teachers to redirect the students, <laughs> you have activities uh, that are outside of lessons, um, and then you have the time it takes for teachers to redirect the students. And usually, if they're younger, the time on task is shorter than if they're older. So, for example, kindergartners may only have three hours a day where it's actually time on task, whereas high schoolers have closer to four and a half hours a day where it's actually time on task. It takes less time. Well, I don't know. It should take less time to redirect them um as they get older, but I can hear the high school teachers in my life saying right now, I don't know about that. Sometimes these kids get pretty off task and it takes a lot of time to get them refocused and engaged. So with that information in mind, I do not have to teach my kids any more than four hours a day if I'm trying to be in line with what the school systems are doing. So we teach from nine to noon. So that's three hours, three hours a day, and we do school year-round. Um, so three hours a day of um, focused, intense um, educating, and sometimes that means playing really hard because play is a large part of comprehension. Being able to see how what you're learning actually applies to um, real life and how is really a part of learning and understanding um, the information that, that they're getting, role-playing, acting things out, recreating the stories that they've heard or learned. So this is, this is um, a really important part of teaching and, and our homeschool day. So with my kids, I will tell them in the morning what our plans are for the day, what activities they have um, to do, and... If they finish before noon, then they can go and play and, you know, we can go to the park or do different things. And if they don't finish before noon, then that's okay. We take a break at noon no matter what. They can finish their work before bed. Um, sometimes they just want to do it in the middle of the afternoon, especially if the night before we were out late or, um, you know, just having a really busy week where they're, they don't feel really um, focus and on task. And SJ will say to me, mommy, I'm just feeling a little distracted. I can't focus. And I will, um, either redirect, give her something else to do, and then come back to that activity that's hard for her to focus on later. Or I will, um, just put a pause on school and we'll start again, you know, hours later after they've had a chance to get their energy out. I use my diffuser a lot. Um, we are kind of a holistic hippie family. Um, we use essential oils in our house and I have found that frankincense and orange diffused together really works to help my kids focus and be like really grounded and centered. And so they will sit longer and be able to really focus on what they're doing when I have the diffuser on and it's diffusing frankincense and orange. And I've 
tested it out, and that seems to be the the um, perfect combination for my kids. So that's a glimpse into our homeschool day. I hope that I've encouraged you. If you are the type of parent and the type of person and your kids are the type of kids that really thrive in that rigorously scheduled environment, go for it. Go for it. You have the ability to take what I'm saying, adapt it to you and use what works and whatever doesn't work for you. No harm, no foul. You know, take the meat, leave the bones. Well, I hope you enjoyed the information today. Please be sure to check out our website, melanintot.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash melanintot, twitter.com slash melanintot. Send us an email, send us a DM. We're on Instagram at melanintot. So there's tons of ways to connect. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time. Be blessed.